0: Good morning and welcome to the Sunday update for Sunday, January 2nd, 2022, first Sunday of the new year. Some of the more astute may notice this is coming out on the 3rd. Well, yes, because I was on a road trip for the last week, and uh, after I got back, I decided not to do anything for Sunday. And of course, I couldn't pre-record this, because then how would I talk about going into the year and what the experience is like? So, yes, this Sunday update is on a Monday. That's the way it is. Uh, If you don't like it, well, I'll give your money back for this free podcast. So I went on a road trip, and I would like to share a bit about that and a bit about what I'm coming into 2022 with. Um, So I decided to take the week off between Christmas and New Year's. Because it's a good week to take off, because it's sort of a weird week, a hard week to get things done. Um, So sometimes people use it for reflection or vacation or a number of things. Uh, But it seemed like a good week to take off in some fashion. And my intention was that I was going to um, get some some new clients in my trip to Dallas and that that was going to fund this road trip and we'd be off. And then, of course, I came back from Dallas. It was a great experience, but did not get me immediate revenue. So I said, well, I guess I'm out of luck. guess I'm not taking a trip. So I called my father, who's down in Florida, uh, which was kind of the turnaround point of the trip. And he said, you know what? We, we've actually had a really good year in the market and we're going to send you some money to get you down here. I said, oh, wow, okay. So we did. So the check arrived, and uh, the trip was then funded. So I took my seven-year-old daughter on a road trip uh, about 2,500 miles or so from Connecticut to Florida, and it was quite a thing. Now, I I made uh, a few mistakes. I haven't done a road trip in quite some time. The last time I did a significant road trip, I think, would probably be to the last uh, a strategic leadership conference for Best Version Media uh, a couple of years ago, back in 2019. That would have been 2019 September out to Milwaukee, and of course I was by myself. So I road trip by myself differently than I would road trip with a seven year old child. It's a different objective. It's a different experience. Um, it's a very different thing in in pretty much every way. Uh, so I did make a couple of mistakes. Cause I'm not a big. I, it may surprise you to learn I'm not a big thinking. Uh, you know, planning ahead sort of person. I I can do it when I need to, but my natural inclination is to say let's just wing it and see what happens. And there's something to that when you're on your own, or, you know, maybe she was 14 or 15 uh, and old enough to appreciate the adventure of that, but at seven, eh, not so much, because she does not see the infinite possibilities of the open road. She sees, oh my God, more time in the car. So, I made the mistake of not looking into what was coming to get excited about, uh, to get her excited about. So, so I didn't really talk to my father about it, So what are we going to do when we get down there? And um, so this is the mistakes so we got to our first stop. And I was planning to get to North Carolina before we stopped, but we got to Virginia, and she was tired and cranky. And as soon as we left, she's she's like, I miss Mommy. When do I get to see Mommy again? And I'm like, Ugh. So this is actually one of the things. So we left um, from my my in-laws in uh, right on the Connecticut-New York border, and we left the uh, day after Christmas. So we went out there for Christmas, next morning, boom, on the road. So since my wife had left to go home on Christmas night, by the day after Christmas morning, we got on the road, my daughter's all like, where's Mommy? When do I get to see Mommy? Um, and I, I don't think it was necessarily just missing Mom. I think it was also the anxiety of, like, this road trip, of what would it be, and what are we going to do? And it exhibited by saying, I miss, miss Mommy, and what's going to happen? So, I told her, listen, this is not my trip. This is our trip. So, if we get partway through and you decide you want to turn back, we can do that. All right? You know, I'm not going to force you to do anything, but I think you'll really enjoy this. So, uh, we got a ways in. We got to Virginia, and she was getting tired and cranky. So, let's let's get a hotel room. Um, Now, on the way down, we stopped at the National Aquarium, which is... Uh, in Baltimore. It's a huge aquarium. It's like four stories tall. It's got a, a rainforest exhibit. I'm walking around there for two, three hours. There's no water fountains. Or there's one water fountain. So I'm getting dehydrated, whole thing. Um, this is important because we got to the hotel. Um, I, I picked a hotel with a pool because I wanted her to, you know, she wanted to be able to swim. So I picked a hotel with a pool. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was dizzy at vertigo. I think because I'd kind of overexerted, and not had enough water during the day. Um, and I woke up that morning, I'm like, ugh, I still feel crappy. So I'm like, you know what, let's just extend the stay. We'll stay in this motel for an extra day. Seemed like a good idea, worst idea ever, because she didn't know it was coming up. She was, she like liked the hotel, but she didn't want to get back in the car, and, and it was a whole thing. She spent a bunch of time in the pool, she liked that, but then like, what's coming after this? I don't know. Uh, and so, so that night we, I, I actually texted my dad. I said, you know, we might not come down. She might not be up for it." And he's, of course, naturally very disappointed. Um, and unfortunately, the next morning, I'm feeling better. She's feeling better. We get back on the road, and all the fun, awesome stuff on the trip happened after that point. Um, so a bunch of really cool things came up. There's a place called South of the Border. It is south of the North Carolina border, but it has a Mexican theme. It is your classic tourist trap, tourist attraction. And it was super cool in its kitschiness. It's a motel that was built in, like, the 50s, and you can tell. It has a pool, so she got to go in the pool again. It has an arcade. It has some uh, restaurants. has a, a reptile exhibit. It's right on I-95 on the North Carolina-South Carolina border, if you ever ever going that way. And you can't miss it. You cannot miss it. The billboards start 150 miles away, um, and that was pretty cool. Uh, we went through South Carolina, hit some traffic. Uh, a lot of traffic, which is not normal for 95 in South Carolina. But there was just accident after accident after accident after accident. And my wife is tracking me on Google Maps because I, I share my location. And and she tells me, well, so once you get into Georgia, it should be fine. Smooth sailing. So we're smoothly sailing. And suddenly, on the right side, a car goes, whoom, right by us over 100 miles an hour. And then I see blue lights on the left side. And 10 cruisers, shoot shoop, 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 shoot shoop, shoop, zoom by us over 100 miles an hour. And then a few minutes later, traffic starts to slow down, and it slows down, a few more emergency vehicles, two ambulances, a fire truck, a fire chief's truck, uh, a couple more cruisers, and traffic stops, dead stop, I mean, dead stop, I turned the car off, I pulled my phone out, I put on Night Rider, because Rowan and I started watching Knight Rider, and um, and uh, you know, cause we're going to be there for a while. Well, we actually got through half an episode before it was time to move again. Once I started moving, I'm driving along, I see a, a truck on the side of the road, changing a tire. And I'm like all this for a flat tire. Joking. We go a little further down. There's a car 20 feet off the road, upside down. There's another car that's, that's damaged, not too badly. Uh, some people standing next to it, holding a dog. Um, my daughter and I were counting how many dogs we saw. So she's like, Oh, Puppy. We go a little further, there's another car upside down with scorch marks on it like it had been on fire, and another car upside down. Um, So, in Connecticut, side note, the police policy is not to engage in high-speed car chases because they're very, very dangerous for everyone involved, and almost always end in a crash. In Georgia, apparently, that's not their policy, and this is what happens. So, that was quite spectacular. We continued on, we got to my uh, father's house, we hung out in Florida for a bit, we went, to the, we went to the one of the biggest playgrounds I've ever seen, which is pretty amazing. We went to a beach, a beach on December 30th, standing in the water. And um, I didn't go swimming, but I went standing. And my, my daughter loved diving through the waves, and she had a lot of fun there. And as I was standing there, I'm looking up and down the beach, and, you know, the 50s, 60s-style high-rise apartment buildings, hotels. They build along Florida beaches, um, which is not a place I usually go. But I'm standing there, and I had an epiphany. I had a realization. So my father lives there right near the beach. It's a public beach. At any time I can get down there, I can go down and be like, hey, Dad, I'm coming down. I want to come hang out. And he'd be like, cool, come on down. I now can do that. I And thus, I am the kind of person who can go down to a Florida beach whenever he wants to, as long as I can get there and make the time. And it got me thinking that I am so conditioned, partly by a lot of the people I've associated with, the communities I've been in, Um, you know, for good reasons, to sort of be ashamed of any privilege, to be ashamed of any advantage. And I'm honest enough to acknowledge advantages I do have and privileges I have, but there's still that sense of shame that, you know, acknowledge your privilege. Well, now acknowledging your privilege is good. Knowing what you have is good. Being grateful for it is good, but the shame is not. That creates that negative mindset. That creates that anti-money mindset, the anti-success mindset, because, oh, I don't want to use these privileges because it's not fair that I have them. And as I'm standing there in the water and I'm looking at these buildings and looking at at this this, uh, beachfront, I realize, no, it's not fair. Is it fair that I have the privilege of going down to Florida and standing on the beach whenever I want and other people don't? No. Yeah. But it's something I have. And by the way, um, honestly, all his house does is save me having to get a hotel. So really anyone can go down there. It's a public beach. You just have to, you know, pay for the motel and, and whatnot. Uh and if you're crafty about it, you know, you go ten minute, ten miles inshore and I'm sure you can find a good forty dollar hotel. So, you know, Is it really that much of a privilege? Not not really that much. But the most important thing is to realize is to embrace those privileges and say, yes, yes, I am privileged. I am privileged um, by my race, gender, religion, capacities, and upbringing, and various other things. I'm privileged to live in America. But not to be ashamed of them, but instead to say, I've been given these gifts – And yes, I am the kind of person who can go down to a Florida beach anytime I want to. I am the kind of person who doesn't have a physical disability and has a functioning car and has a decent income source and can make time and control my schedule. I am that kind of person because that kind of person is also the kind of person who can be influential over others. That kind of person is also the kind of person who can be successful, who can make money, who can increase my capacity to do more good in the world and more good for myself, and that is okay. There is nothing wrong with that. And this was kind of it hit me like I've been holding myself back in some ways because I've been ashamed of the privileges I have. Because that is the danger of that that whole privilege conversation is that you become ashamed of your privileges, and you should not be, you should be aware of them, and you should certainly be working to give other people the privileges you have, which I do, that's part of why I'm a coach, but there should be no shame in it, every advantage you have, you were given in order to share your greatness with the world, and you should do that, because it doesn't do anyone any good for you to bury your greatness, um, so that was, that was pretty amazing, we ended up staying at my father's house for two days, we traveled on, um, Uh, I got to hang out at my my friend Dexter's farm. Uh, He moved down from Connecticut to North Carolina and bought a farm. And um, this happened, of course, during COVID. And mostly I've I've connected with him over Zoom. So it was really cool to get to see him in person. But when he moved to North Carolina, I'm like, well, that's like moving to a different country that I'll certainly never see. I will never be able to visit that place. And then sure enough, um, my initial plan was like, I'm just going to drive straight through 19 hours. And I shared that with with a group chat we have for our Dungeons & Dragons group, which Dexter's Dexter's a part of. And Dexter's like, that's crazy, stay with us. And I said, okay. And so I stayed there, and it was great. Um, It was a really cool place to stay. He's got chickens and cats, and Rowan had a great time. We ended up actually leaving later than we meant to, because that was... um, It was such a cool place to stay. And, uh, you know, we drove back. So, a few few things um, that I... Have concluded with this. One is, I think it was overall positive experience. I kind of tried to force it on the way down. On the way down, I was, I was like, no, I can have serious and wonderful conversations with my daughter because she's not distracted by YouTube and whatnot. And she's still seven. I mean, she's a really smart seven-year-old, but she's still seven. So I think I kind of tried to push that. And once we got into a groove, that we just listened to more music. And I didn't, I was like, oh, she can listen to all these podcasts and learn stuff. Nah, she didn't want to. She really didn't want to. So we just listened to music. I introduced her new music, Weird Al Yankovic, um, and, oh, uh, let's see, Weird Al, and uh, she already was familiar with Hamilton, we listened to the, the Buffy musical soundtrack, which she wasn't really into, um, we listened to some other stuff, some of which she liked, some of which she didn't, uh, she really liked the song Albuquerque by Weird Al, but it was about kind of letting the, letting the trip be what it was, and not trying to make it something more, realizing we can do it again, this isn't a once in a lifetime thing. I just need to, you know, have a bit of money and a bit of time, and we can absolutely do this again. It's totally repeatable, uh, and that was a lot of the mindset shift. That's uh, I always believe that the way you come into the year is important because it sets the energy for the year, and this mindset shift of I can just take a week off. Now, there's a lot of work that goes into taking a week off. A lot of preparation. Need to, you know, have have a few thousand dollars to fund that. Like I'm not making money during that week. There's gas costs. There's all these other things. Um, but it can be done. It's doable. It's repeatable. Uh, and also, I'm taking my Mondays off, which I think i mentioned before, but I'm really, you know, taking them off. I'm recording this on a Monday, which, you know, obviously I'm not off. I'm not sitting around playing video games all day, although I could be. Um, but I don't set any appointments, which, again, not a hard and fast rule. I have a couple appointments today. But it's my day to do what I want, and I don't have to work seven days a week. I don't have to, you know work like I'm an, uh, I don't know, an overworked doctor in the ER or a, a retail worker who needs to cover a shift. I'm an entrepreneur. I can control my schedule. I can control my destiny. I can take trips. I can take time off. And I can make this the year I want it to be. 2022 is, is the, I joke that 2021 is the prototype year. Testing things out, trying, experimenting, seeing what works and what doesn't. 2022 is the year we take everything we learned and actually do something with it. And make some really awesome things happen. So it was a great trip. I'm glad we took it. I think overall, Rowan's pretty happy with it as well. She seemed to be by the end of it. Um, I'm glad we didn't give up in the middle or beginning, really, as our first stop. I'm glad we stuck with it and kept going. And uh, overall, it was pretty fantastic. So um, I believe I missed one day of the podcast because I pre recorded everything, got it all out there. We should be back up and running. Um, Soon, I don't think I'm going to bother to record a Monday episode um, because eh, the Sunday one can be Sunday and Monday. It's okay. It's cool. I do things, you know. I do what I want to do. That's part of my theme. This theme is the year's audacity. I'm going to do what I want to do and take what I want to take. And, you know, I'm fundamentally a good person. I don't need to attenuate all these things. I will take what I want to take. Oh, my God, he's a taker. No, you know, I'm not. I know, I'm not. I don't need to correct that. Like with my daughter, I'll sometimes say, do what you want oh, oh within reason. I'm like, I don't have to say that. I can say do what you want. She doesn't want to, you know, burn herself or jump off a bridge or something. She wants to, like, make art and, um, you know, pet puppies. So I can say do what you want. I don't have to qualify that with, like, do what you want. That's not stupid because she's not stupid. She's a really smart kid. Um, So it's been a great week. I'm I'm feeling much lighter and much more nimble and able and, and ready to do great things and I am excited to see what is coming in the year. I would love to hear from you what is coming in your year. How you know what your twenty twenty two is gonna look like and what you're gonna to do to make it a good one. Whatever good looks like to you. Good doesn't mean a million dollars. You can. Doesn't have to. Good can mean taking more time off, being healthier and spending more time with family, or petting more puppies. Whatever it is, I'd love to hear it. Michael at com. Got a bunch of things coming up, exciting things coming up. Check it out at com slash links. And if you're not already signed up at that site, uh, you can sign up to get the daily notifications about the Morning Motivation Podcast. You should totally do that. Um, and if you don't actually want to get all the daily notifications, you can um, just email me, michael at com. I'll give you the updates on uh, events and whatnot. that are coming up without having to get all the daily Notification. Of course, you control it, too. When you sign up, you can unsubscribe to any particular list. There's, It's like six component lists that make up uh, my correspondence with my folks. So thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022, the year of audacity, when I'm going to make some things happen. I hope you are, too. And if you need some help, that's what I'm here for. Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, and I will see you tomorrow.